From Troy Public Radio, this is In Focus for Tuesday, June 21st. I'm Carolyn Hutchison. It's Animal Week on In Focus, and you'll definitely want to stay with us for the second half of the show when we check in with one of our favorite people, Fred Bassett. Fred is our official ambassador from the world of hummingbirds, and he's currently visiting the western part of the United States, where he's doing research on his favorite subject. Also, Alabama Public Television's Don Daly stops by, as he always does on Tuesdays, to share this week's political buzzword. And believe us, even though today's word is gaming, he's not playing around. But first, as you may have heard in the news today, Harper Lee's new book, Go Set a Watchman, has sold a million copies around the world, topping bestseller lists and even beating the last Harry Potter novel for numbers of presales. Watchman continues the story of the Finch family in Maycomb, Alabama, which we were introduced to in To Kill a Mockingbird. Reviews of the book have commented on the fact that Atticus Finch, arguably one of the most beloved characters from the first book, has changed, and readers learn that he has some racist views. Now that the book has been out for a week, we thought it would be a good time to hear from some readers of the book and get their reaction. Producer Kyle Gassett visited a meeting of some of these eager readers last Thursday night in Opelika, and he brings us this report. (laughs) Thursday night when I arrived at the Opelika Cultural Arts Center, the discussion had already started, and it was lively. The five readers in the room were ready to discuss Gosetta Watchman, which they had been anticipating ever since its existence was announced earlier this year. Gathered around the table were Philip Preston, Katie Lamar Jackson, Donna Solly, Lee Sharma, and Novelette Saroyer, who began the conversation with the opening scene of the book. A grown-up Scout Finch, now called Jean Louise, arrives home to Maycomb, Alabama, on a train from New York. Saroyer says she could just imagine what the alienating experience was like for the character. Well, I think that when she returned home, she realized that being in New York, all of the sounds, all everything that was going on, but people kind of mind their own business, and nobody cared about your business. When she got back home, it was like, everybody cared about my business. Everybody's in my business. And she, it was hard for her to adjust, because I think it, it, it gave me the impression she felt like an outsider, even though she was home. And it was just through the whole book. It was like, I don't, I don't fit. I'm trying to find my niche, but I, I don't fit in this mold. Well, I, I think part of it is that, do you still fit? When Donna Solly starts talking about how universal the experience of coming home after living somewhere else is, and how hard it is to reconnect, heads nod in agreement around the table. I mean, I know I've experienced that, visiting family and friends that and that you can't be your true self because it would just be too involved and too much work and you know that some people are not going to understand who you are now you feel like you've changed in many ways but the people that you're going back to it is going back 
In many ways, Ghosts at a Watchman is thought to be autobiographical of the author, Harper Lee's awkward experiences coming home. And Lee Sharma says she and her mother discussed how much Scout's clothing helped communicate this. She was, we were talking about this book, and she was saying, was there, were, what things stood out for you? And I said, you know, it sounds strange, but one of the first things that really made me realize that she has been out of this world, is now coming back and trying to reacclimate, was the fact that her clothes were not right, and she knew that. Mm-hmm. And, that and she knew that her aunt was going to say something to her about the fact that what I'm wearing is not appropriate for the South, but it's what I'm wearing. Somewhere in the evening, the conversation shifts to what is arguably the most important relationship in both Watchmen and To Kill a Mockingbird that of Jean Louise and her father Atticus, who made such an impact as the moral center of the first book. In Watchmen, Atticus is older and somewhat diminished with age and illness. But what shocks Jean Louise and our Thursday night readers is that he's on the board of the Citizens Council, a group with a decidedly racist agenda. Jean Louise witnesses his participation herself sitting in the same place in the balcony of the courtroom where she was for an important scene in Mockingbird. That really got to Katie Lamar Jackson. It was that scene with Citizens Council, and I think a lot of that that really blew me away was for her to be in that balcony. And when I look back on Mockingbird and know that those kids were in that balcony, and um, you know, for her to be looking down on this same scene that had been so iconic from the previous book, then it almost made me, vis- it was visceral to feel, to be there with her. While this Atticus seems very different to Jean Louise, the book club agrees that he wasn't completely unrecognizable. They all know someone like Atticus, not exactly a racist, but not exactly not racist. Philip Preston says that while his views aren't admirable, his perception of Jean Louise and what she needed to know about the South and growing up are. They're actually part of a master plan. You know, we don't understand that till much later on what he's doing but he realizes that that's not sustainable. She will never finish developing as a person until she can sever herself from her, her, her worship of him. Donna Solly says that while Ghosts at a Watchman can make us uncomfortable the way it deals with race, the result may be that difficult conversations happen. I think it's important for Southerners to be able to have that kind of conversation that that confronts the, uh, the challenges and the legacy of racism that we've all, that we still are experiencing while still valuing the idea that, uh, and the reality that this is, where, this is home for us. And I think coming back home, or coming back to the South. The group agrees by the end of the book that Lee helps Jean Louise get to a better realization of what her home really is. And Lee Sharma says her uncle has some of the wisest words to impart to her. I mean, it takes a certain kind of maturity to live in the South these days. You don't have it yet, but you have a shadow of the beginnings of it. You haven't the humbleness of mind. Having discussed many of the major issues in the book, the group packs up to go home and most likely to start new conversations about a book that they believe has important things to say. For Troy Public Radio, I'm Kyle Gassett in Opelika. Kyle Gassett is the executive producer of In Focus and the operations manager at Troy Public Radio. Coming up in the second half of the show, we wing our way to Idaho for a report from Fred Bassett 
And Don Daly says the legislature is taking up the issue of gaming in the special session. That's ahead on In Focus after the break, so stay with us. 